Hello and welcome back to the Social Contracts Research Podcast. This episode is a recording of a seminar given on the 20th of September 2021 by Associate Professor Justin Clements of Melbourne University, entitled Badiou, Rousseau and the Social Contract. Do stick around for a particularly rich discussion time after Justin's paper, during which we range over questions including Rousseau's universalism as a shelter, the nature of the general will, the relationship between the social contract and an event, and Rousseau, atheism and God. Well, let me welcome you officially uh, to the Social Contract Research Network seminar. Um, It's an unusual and great pleasure to be able to introduce our speaker uh, for this evening, Melbourne evening, uh, Associate Professor Justin Clements from Melbourne uh, University. I was trying to think earlier today when I first met Justin, I think it was in 2007, mm. uh, when he and Oliver Felton gave a, a what was really a mesmerizing presentation over at the Crash Building uh, in Cambridge, England. And I remember on that day, I was sitting next to a friend and my friend was holding a book that he just bought called uh, L'Etique by some obscure French thinker that I'd only vaguely heard of at the time called Alain Badiou. Uh, And needless to say, from that point, my acquaintance both with Badiou and with Justin's work uh, has gathered quite a pace. Uh, um, I think it's fair to say that my own interest and understanding of Badiou has been in large part facilitated uh, by Justin's work, uh, as I'm sure it has been indeed for, for many of us here. And I always think it's a good sign of a book's quality if you can remember where you were when you first read it. Uh, And I can certainly remember precisely where I was uh, when I first read Justin and Oliver's introduction to Badiou in Infinite Thought. And I also remember exactly where I was uh, when I first read The Romanticism of Contemporary Theory. So I'm particularly delighted uh, that Justin's accepted my invitation to speak at the seminar Uh, this evening. He's going to speak for around 30 to 40 minutes or so. uh, And then the rest of our time, uh, I trust, will be pleasantly occupied uh, with discussion and questions. Mm -hmm. If you've got a question at any point, just feel feel free to write it in the chat. uh, And then I'll run through them in the order that they come in the chat at the end uh, of the talk. And Justin's title for today uh, is Badiou, Rousseau, and the Social Contract. So please do join with me in welcoming Justin Clements. Uh, thank you, thank you, Chris. Thank you so much for the, your uh, invitation and, and 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 for your introduction. Uh, we might talk about difficult atheism a, a, a little later, depending on how how things transpire. And 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 thank you, everyone, for 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 coming wherever wherever you are, whether in in Melbourne lockdown or or elsewhere in the world. As you as you will quickly hear, while I think the social contract is an extremely important theme to raise again in these deleterious days. I also think that the, the return of any putative social contract today is not simply highly unlikely, but, but perhaps impossible. As my abstract has proposed, I'll be speaking primarily about how I see uh, Badiou's work as intervening into this question of social contract, and particularly with regards to two major aspects of his, his theory in his 1988 treatise being an event, the account of political will in Rousseau, and Badiou's own account of the constitution of the state. Given the time limits, I think it'll be much more, uh, much more heavily weighted towards the first. And um, 
Unlike the brilliant presentation of Peter Horwood earlier in this series, however, my accounts of Rousseau will itself will be rather thin. Essentially, I'm, I'll, I'll just be glossing Badju's own accounts in that book rather than a discussion of, of, of Rousseau's texts in any substantial detail. And if, if that wasn't enough, uh, I, I'll begin moreover with some general establishing remarks about the status of, uh, uh, about some general orienting remarks, I guess, about the status of the social contract in the historical sequence that, that runs from Hobbes to Rousseau. And uh, these preliminary remarks, perhaps they'll be rather remedial, will focus on, on some conditions that I see as important in the emergence of, of, of the, the discourse around the social contract in the first place uh, before I, I proceed to speak more directly about Badju. The phrase, the, the social contract is handy if a little obscure, as if if you were coming to it for the first time, as if there was a, a non-social contract or a social non-contract and a non-social non-contract possible, giving us a, a square of semiotic, semiotic possibilities, for instance. But of course, that's not at all how the social contract is understood by its major figures, because it's really rather a question of both an irreducibility and a transition between two different situations, that of contract and that of nature. And since as contract is by definition social and nature, has no contractual obligations to you whatsoever. Uh, the, the, it's it's uh, it's it, it's a, a very particular kind of intensifier. The term social hence modifies the kind of contract that's at stake. That is, social designates in itself the modifiability, variegation, and indeed, crucially, the potential breachability of any contract. Here, denoting as binding a multiplicity of persons for a limited time. Uh, on the conditions of a, of a kind of de facto volition. And it's also determining, however, in, in social what we call social contract theory, that it's not just a sense of this or that contract that's at stake, but the very possibility of the form of con contract itself. How is it that we can ever go from a non-contractual situation to a contractual one? And hence the, this, this, this paradoxical possibility of, of, of contract is, is, is right at the center. Uh, as an etymological curio, I'm, I'm not sure if this has been mentioned before in the series, perhaps it has, the word itself enters English in the 14th century, partially from French, partially from Latin, where it, it refers at first to the, to the, to the social war of, of ancient Rome, and therefore has the sense of a war fought between allies. It's the so social in English first means a war between allies, but also it pertains to the matter of, of conjugal or marriage relations too perhaps also a war fought between allies. But these are its, its, its uh, I guess, prime, primary senses in English. Obviously, it very quickly comes to be applied in a recognisably contemporary sense of sociability, of affability, companionship, and so on. Perhaps it's, it's not exactly then Freud's sense of the antithetical significance of primal words, but it's still suggestive that, the, I guess, the, the, the origins of sociality are in a war between allies. As for a sense, the sense of nature, the term with the introduction of, uh, of, of, so, of, of the theories of the social contract, nature concomitantly undergoes a kind of sea change, a one surviving at the heart of every policy, as we'll see, yet overburdened, camouflaged, and itself become volatile and obscure. And so just to, 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 to be punctual about this, I suppose, from Hobbes to Rousseau, integral to the theories of social contract is 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 first of all the question of genesis, that is from one state to another state. And so the question of a transition between heterogeneous states becomes an integral part of political philosophy. 
which is simultaneously, and this would be uh, kind of obvious, I suppose, a question about origins, whether it's the origins of states themselves out of, out of a, a putative state of nature, or indeed the, the, the radicalization of the question of origin as such from the, from the 17th century on. For instance, it's a, as, a, as, a book, as a good book by Philip Petit on, um, on Hobbes's theses around language has shown probably Hobbes is the origin is at the origin of the idea of an origin of languages itself, uh, a question that, that, that seems not to have been raised uh, uh, so expressly or, or, or directly by anyone before him. So along with the question of genesis so enters the question of multiplicity, because of course there are many different kinds of social contracts as one, one can get at a glance from history or even uh, any, any the, the contemporaneity of a, of, a, of, a, of a 17th century Europe, which is, is yeah, pretty much offers a number of very, very, uh, very, very different political situations. And along with Genesis, multiplicity, we also have contingency. It turns out it seems precisely because of the, the question of genesis and multiplicity, that there's a certain contingency to every, every, um, every social contract, every state that we see around us. And with contingency also offers, fourthly, the question of inconsistency to the residues of the state of nature in, the, in a state of law, the threats of civil war or dissolution that uh, uh, constantly menace uh, an established policy from without and within, other, other limits, whether, whether pragmatic or, or essential, that, that might bear upon the, the, the problem of contract. And finally, and this is uh, uh, obviously going to be crucial for, for someone like Rousseau, the question of legitimacy then. Oh, or to put this another way, the, the problem of contract and consent. Is there a best policy or is there no longer a best policy? From where and how can one gauge the differences between policies, evaluate, rank them, otherwise, uh, uh, otherwise participate or not, not participate in them, give one's assent or with, withdraw us? All of, these, all of these things become very, very paradoxical, uh, uh, from, uh, at least from Hobbes on. So in these terms, many of the traditional terms of political philosophy, sovereignty, authority, obedience, legitimacy, and so on, if evidently maintained in the modern social contract theories, they do take on an entirely new cast. And uh, as I flagged, the, the, the paradoxes that these throw up are part of their interest. And I'll, I'll, I'll note here that the, the, the paradoxes uh, themselves, let's say, a symptom of yet unformalizable urgencies. One of the fundamental questions of the social contract, as of already as we as we know, is what is what are, you know what are the fundamental ties and binds of society, and when, uh, from the very beginning, the social contract theories throw up the, the the problems of murder and money. In Hobbes, of course, the tie of society is the attempted foreclosure of a universe of war and mass murder. And even if we go forward to uh, uh, or project forward beyond Rousseau to a to a, to modernism and to to contemporaneity. We find we still find uh, attempts to sort of answer this question if if in if in different registers. So for Nietzsche, the oldest oldest festive joy of mankind is is spectacular cruelty, which uh, which is in fact a bind uh, and tie of society. And Freud, of course, another late inheritor of social contract theory, it's the it's the it's the it's the virtual guilt of a primal murder, and and so on. Ernst uh, Jung as Venator asserts in the novel Jungersville, equality is based, as we have seen, on the possibility that anyone can kill anyone else. That is, the subject becomes a citizen only insofar as its mortality is taken in charge by the state. 
Or again, as uh, in a more ironic mode, as John Locke puts it, the state can kill you, but but can't go through your pockets. So money is one of the bourgeois answers to the question of the tie of society. But whatever the whatever whatever uh, position that's that's taken on this on on this question, uh, um, there's it's. Uh, it remains obscure and paradoxical, and we'll, we'll, we'll see this in more detail in, uh, with respect to Rousseau shortly. And this paradoxicality has, has questions of, for, for, for the kind of contract that, that, that's involved, or the proto-contract, crypto-contract, or the, 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 the thing that's between nature and contract, also has, has consequences, as I, uh, as I mentioned before, for the state of nature itself. Does the state of nature, is it a useful fiction of the theory? Is it a real state presented by the theory? Is it a real or fictional residue of a past state within the present state or some combination of all these or indeed uh, something else? And one of the, 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 the things uh, we, we, we can no longer decide if the state of nature, what the state of nature is actually doing. Is it real or fake? Is it false? Is it artificial? Is it, is it a residue that's projected backwards and, and so on and so forth? But whatever else it does, it, it projects a temporal and a temporal angst into the heart of the fiction of the state itself, leaving the, the tension between history and structure in the social contract theorists at once patent and irreducible. Another set of questions that emerge concern um, uh, the, the question of how political change occurs. What sorts of changes are possible from between, not just from nature to contract, but from within a within a, a, a an established sovereignty, it's a, a sovereign power itself. So the question of the foundation of, and destruction of policies becomes central, and the figure of the nomothete, the legislator, the lawgiver. Uh, think of the new political importance of a figure such as Moses in, in, uh, from the 17th century on. Obviously, an absolutely critical figure in the in the history of uh, in, in the in the constitution of monotheism, but he takes on a on a new properly political purpose uh, 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 purpose as a result, given that he becomes an image of the operator between diverse states, and in fact, between slavery and becoming uh, and, and the formation of the Jewish people and so forth. And at the same time, it also has to be recognized that politics goes through the variable singularity of something we'll call the social, not individuals, families, inheritances, but, but a certain uh, the social equals X. What is it? A certain excess at the heart of the, 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 the problem itself, which has at once a statist character concretized as a particular form of policy, but also simultaneously, as I'm saying, as a, as a sequence of ongoing modifications. This is one of the things that makes the, the social contract theorists of, of, of modernity different from uh, simply uh, inheritors of the, the custom nature division that, that, that Leo Strauss saw as essential to the origins of political philosophy per se in ancient Greece. So very quickly, or relatively quickly, actually not at all quickly, the theories of social contracts start to become simultaneously historical, empirical, anthropological, packed with details from across histories and geographies and a historical simultaneously insofar as they purport or have the ambition of giving an account of, of the constitution of policies through th theoretical accounts of the genesis of the diverse forms of binding of diverse human bodies. And I've mentioned this is also a, a, a new kind of experience of, uh, of time. 
In the inter- very interesting discussion, uh, this current series with Stuart Seldon and Mark Kelly, for instance, we see uh, we saw uh, uh, the question of, of, of Georges Dumazel's position regarding the ancient divisions and sovereignty, for instance, of Mitra and Varuna, or the idea that the social contract has an exterminatory tendency uh, are raised as a, as a result of, uh, I, I think, the the, 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 the tension that, that social contracts should actually um, indicate. So I think they're wrong about this. But um, you can see that, that the doubleness of sovereignty is a unified division of government. Yes, it's there. Yes, you can see exterminatory tendencies. But it's certainly possible to see this sort of, these sorts of things functioning, say, in the notorious frontispiece piece to Hobbes' Leviathan, in the two columns under the image that flank the title details in the frontispiece. piece. There's the war machines to the left, but also the canons of warfaring dialectic on the right. And yet, this being said, Something else is is missing or lacking or or not fully explained by by that by that ancient double um, uh, 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 double characterization. For instance, as Janice Richardson points out very clearly in her own contribution to this series, it's vital to underline the the, the patriarchal misogyny of the social contract too. And um, I can recommend her article on Hobbes's frontispiece, but also to say that this this question. Uh, Makes the social contract uh, more complicated than it than than the, the the reductions that are often made of it. But to put this in terms that we'll receive further elaboration shortly, the emergence of the social contract as a central topic for politics and philosophy is the moment at which the relationships between state changes and events is at once coming to be formalised. Yet elements are not fully separable. I think this is essentially Badu's position. In fact. Thinking for the, in, in the social contract can no longer take one or another form of governance as the sole and single centre and ideal or ambition of political life, but rather beginning to acknowledge apparently, uh, apparently sort of counterintuitively that the state itself may not be the essence of the political, but perhaps even merely the residue of a political truth. If that's the case, what's the essence of politics for, for bad jury? becomes linked, as, as you might know, to, to what he calls the event, or indeed in the social contract theorists, it's an act, a revolutionary act, and a revolution in the sense of introducing an unpredictable and irreversible change into the situation from which it's emerged. And this, in fact, is how Badu interprets Rousseau's social contract. On the one hand, we have established policies, which Rousseau, as you know, everywhere he confronts, he sees only corruption and uh, and, and a... And a and uh, and uh, falling away from the from the um, from the natural simplicity of a so uh, of the the state of nature, and on the other hand, we have the act, or in Badju's terms, the events of the general will. This dialectic, even this non-relation between what we could call the state and the event, provides the focus of meditation thirty-two in being an event. There are a number of major meditations on the event and being an event that uh, that that are that are not metamathematical or, or formal. Mallarmé and Rousseau, Herdelin and Pascal, for instance. But if the meditation on Mallarmé uh, is an account of the pure form of the event, as, as you'd know if from uh, uh, if, if if you know that book, and, and for which Mallarmé's poem Pudide provides the critical matrix. Meditation on Rousseau has a slightly different inflection and concerns the extraction of the relation between an event, its nomination, and its continuation out of the st- and separation from the structure of sovereignty itself. 
So for Rousseau, and this is very, very important to, uh, to pick up on, on some of the things I was saying before, his investigation of the social contract is not and cannot be strictly empirical. It certainly bears on the existence of states, but the existence of politics is not a question answered by the existence of states. Already a very, very um, fundamental, uh, um, if, if, uh, if, a, if difficult to comprehend rift within the um, within uh, uh, Rousseau's presentation. And, but Rousseau also, neither, neither existence nor necessity, for instance, uh, a la Hobbes and exit for, from, from the war of all against all, is going to account for the, uh, uh, for the emergence of, 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 of such policies. And so this is an extremely, I guess, an extremely uh, profound and bizarre um, uh, intervention of Rousseau's, the very thing you know, the, the social contract begins by actually uh, doubting that uh, uh, existence and necessity uh, are going to be able to have any uh, explanatory power in the, in, when it comes to the question of politics as such. In fact, for, for Rousseau and, 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 uh, and Badiou does a lot of work to, to, to emphasize this, the, the states that confront us, you know, here, there, everywhere, are, are in fact shells whose laws are, are, are are in fact vacant. And rather than the, them um, constituting the essence of politics, they're apolitical, anti-political, or simply uh, non-political. For, for Badiou, this, this means that Rousseau, when in the social contract, is not discussing the being of structures, as we certainly still uh, could, could, could assign it to Hobbes, or the structuring of structures, but rather um, the chance of events. For as, uh, as, as Rousseau says, the contract must be the moment before which there are only particular wills and after the intervention, only, only a general will. It's kind of a, a paradoxical event. We, we start with all, but there's no general will in, 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 in sort of natural, in, in the, the state of nature or states of nature. There's no real, there's only particular wills when there's a, a collection of, of persons, that's just maybe the will of all, but it's not a general will. But afterward, and so there's no consti constituted sovereignty. So something like the general will crystallizes itself in a, a, according to a torsion, which both presumes its existence before it could have taken place. The contract has to be considered as belonging to itself, in fact, and, and also belonging. And in doing so, it's a, it's a singular torsion. This is a, a Badiou's only vocabulary, which doesn't partake of any particularity, but neither does it speak, as I mentioned before, to any established reality, despite the fact that something of the kind has to have happened in order that there be something more than just a collection of individuals without any binding principle, or indeed the shells that are states don't, uh, uh, all of them, just, their, just their, their, their very existence presumes that something of the kind must have happened at some stage, even if uh, there's, uh, there's been uh, this, uh, uh, this uh, crystal, uh, this, um, I guess, uh, evacuation of the, of, the, of the spirit of the laws. So this general will, too, then, isn't simply present in any of the states that it must have founded. Paris, is, as you know, in, in Rousseau, is one privileged name for a policy lacking in anything but the horrors of amour propre. Not being present, however, it still nonetheless has to have left some trace of itself uh, that 
that even in its corruption and its its vitiation is is nonetheless capable of being perhaps occasionally by chance uh, of being revivified. And so you can see that this is part of the point of of Badu's discussion of of the events in this particularly. Uh, in this particular way, in the, the not just the, the question of the event itself and, and the, the paradoxical, uh, its, its paradoxical nature, which of course Badger has discussed elsewhere in, in, in being event, but also the problem of the continuation or the, the maintenance, the sustenance of that, uh, of the, the consequence of that event in the very states that nonetheless have, have vitiated and betrayed it. So, the general will for, 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 for Badger is not simply, it doesn't simply name, name the event, but it's simultaneously a mode of binding, what, what Badger will also call later in, in, um, in being an eventer, an operator of fidelity. Now, this has, this has a, 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 a number of further paradoxes. And one of them is that we accordingly find split subjects throughout Rousseau's work um, between nature and civilization, between amour de soi and amour propre, between the citizen and the subject, and so on and so on. However, all of these, not all of these divisions uh, line up at all neatly with each other. And in fact, one of the divisions, citizen-subject, uh, is, is a division that is both, um, that, that is, it's not, it's not good and bad, good versus bad, or, or they're not others of each other. They're utterly split and yet uh, in, intimately connected. And they have to be because for Rousseau, the indissociables doublet that is the citizen subject is composed of a citizen that part is a participant, a real participant in the general will, and then the subject that is subject to the laws that derive from that aforementioned general will. So both bearing a trace of the events and constituting a fidelity to that event and the laws to which the subject is subject, those specific cannot be particular insofar as precisely such particularity ends up being tied to the empty decrees of the established uh, political entities of which I spoke before. And so we have this very strange, not only this paradoxical torsion of the general will, in which what Rousseau will then call the citizen, to which the citizen is, uh, 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 is, uh, is for which a citizen is the name of, a, of an individual that participates in the whole that isn't really an individual, and so isn't an individual. And then the subject, which is follows the trace of the citizen into the laws of the city, but not the laws that we call laws, but the true spirit of the laws within the laws, but which have now become simply the, the shell of decrees. And so we have a, a vanished paradoxical event, that of general will, of the general will, which nonetheless has to have happened for anything to have happened. And at the same time, it's continuation through a fidelity. Uh, and this, uh, in, in the subjects that take up that, uh, the, 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 the question of, of the equality of the event, and that citizen and the subject must be one and the same, must be both divided and present in one and the same person, but not uh, reducible to simply um, the, 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 the representability of a, of, a, of a public decree. And this, uh, this obviously is an exceedingly um, fraught and paradoxical uh, presentation. But it means, moreover, for Rousseau, the essence of the general will has to be considered equality before, before freedom. The individual can't be free in any, uh, 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 I guess, a, 
um, received sense with respect to the general will, which is expressed in it precisely insofar as a, a citizen, but nor can it be anything outside that general will uh, that is not a, 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 except by becoming a natural particular or a derivative of interest. Freedom then in Rousseau, and this is also, I think, very important, freedom depends on equality. And the will, the general will, can be represented therefore only by itself. It can't be transmitted or alienated or divided. And this again picks up a, a distinction I've already mentioned between the will of all and the general will. The latter always pertains uh, absolutely equally to the whole. Yes, this also has the upshot and I've been trying to describe this, I guess, that the laws to which the citizen is subject are not represented, nor even in principle representable, because the represented laws, the laws represented to which the citizen, to which the, uh, the subject citizen is precisely a, a subject, insofar as it's both a citizen and following on from the, from the, from the, from the, uh, the citizen in and of itself. Um, can't, you know, follows laws that are not that are not laws, as we know it, or rather the laws within the laws or the spirit of the laws or something of the kind. So not only is the, the general will itself a vanishing and paradoxical torsion, but its continuing function as an orientation for politics is indiscernible from the point of representation. It cannot be identified by any operations of knowledge in the situation. It looks like nothing, or it looks like something else, or it looks like a phantasm. And since it's other to all decrees, it simply cannot be brought back under their jurisdiction. Uh, they can't even be used as a kind of searchlight to, 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 to recognize it. We have all of the consequences that, that, that we know from, the, from, from the, the, the craziness of Rousseau. Factions, parties, demographics, numerical data operations are necessarily themselves external to politics proper. What trace does the general will leave? It appears only as a paradox within situations, if, uh, if not entirely nugatory. And the statements in the present that are connected to it can, by the same token, not be factional demands. So they're either... We have either the question of a politics in action, unrepresentable, unplaceable, concerning the generality of the people, or they're not. So, of course, there are many, many issues. Maybe, what are the consequences? What are the what are the consequences of uh, of Rousseau's social contract? Perhaps too soon to say, but uh, the two that that Badiou in particular. Uh, uh, takes up in, in, in this meditation is, is firstly, who's the legislator or bearer of this general will for the, for the first part? And secondly, how can it be sustained given its paradoxical and indiscernible nature? As we know, for Rousseau is, is, does not in the slightest hesitate from expressing that, from expressing as clearly and directly as can be, what, a, what an incredible writer, um, just how 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 paradoxical this 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 legislative figure is, a singular figure, neither particular nor recognisable. They they must be the the name of the legislator of the event. They name the events of which they're a part, but being subtracted from its effects because precisely because they're nominators of it, uh, they 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 too turn out to be a kind of supplementary vanishing mediator, necessary to the event, but uh, also uh, integrally connected 
to it, but also separable from it, except only in a in a, in a kind of a theoretical way. And so we have this vanishing event, the torsion of the, the general will, and then we have the legislator, which can't be simply sucked in, who names the event, but is 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 also uh, uh, separable from from it. Um, we have once again, we have once again, you know, Moses. Moses can't enter the promised land, as uh, as we know, as uh, as Rousseau says. We find similar. This is the one of the paradoxical statements of which he's so uh, which is so fantastic at, at expressing. We find simultaneously in the work of legislation two things that seem incompatible: an enterprise surpassing human powers, and to execute it, an authority that is a mere nothing. Badju then, the general will is the vanishing event that is then named as such by the paradoxical figure of the, uh, of, of the legislator, who then, which then enjoins the, continu uh, the continuation, for example, Moses, paradox, bringer of laws, moving from slavery to a constituted people, then promised as a land which he can't himself enter and, and so forth, but who, as Rousseau says, you know the the spectacle of the Jewish people over the last two thousand years without land and and so forth is is an incredible anomaly. So, however, you can see the the dialectic. It's the continuation that that, that Rousseau is unable to think through, at least in in, in Batchew's presentation here. It means whenever uh, uh, Rousseau tries to think about how the citizen subject can continue from the general will, the legislator, the citizen who participates in the general will and therefore is not quite the legislator nor, but is an absolutely equal with all the others that participate in, and, and so on. And the subject that, that continues it is, is that Rousseau, whenever he tries to discuss the, the, the principles of such a continuation, he has to have recourse to the very things that he's already uh, um, placed out of its bounds. Above all, the problem of the return of the count, numbers, factions, data, knowledge, always comes back in his attempt to, to, to uh, uh, discuss how the unanimity, unanimity and indivisibility of will, and the general will, can continue into these, these policies. Obviously, there's a serious problem of adjusting the laws stemming from the will with the contingencies of what happened. For instance, even if even allowing for uh, even even allowing Rousseau, yeah, okay, there's a continuation. Uh, events happen all the time that threaten policies, which threaten to divide the citizens from the subject, and hence the continuation of the general will. Now. Whereas reactionary thought invariably falls back on what's already established as the control. I always, in this context, think of uh, uh, Burke's response to the, to the French Revolution, give me the rights of an Englishman. No, no universal rights, no human right, no, no human rights. Um, Rousseau's radicality makes this impossible. He can't fall back on what's already established as if it should control what should what should what should happen, and so even even if we said, yeah, okay, Rousseau, you've got your citizen, you've got your subject, you've got you've got good laws which these subjects are following, threatened by an event from out, out threatened by an event from outside, what do you do? Do you just fall back on the established laws? Well, you can't. Rousseau can't do that, even though that would be a, a, an eminently, as I say, conservative or reaction response. Rather, and this is where we have the set, another symptom, Rousseau falls back on the image of, rather than the legislator, the dictator, 
a figure obviously drawn from, from Roman law, who has to suspend the laws under the condition of emergency in order to preserve them. And once again, getting into all of the, 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 the paradoxes and rather unfortunate consequences that, that, uh, uh, that are familiar to us. And such a figure, as I've said, is a kind of double and inversion of the legislator himself. Now, I've, I am uh, crapping on too long, but the, the key thing is to just here emphasize that, the, that what Badju wants to say is that in this sequence of the, the social contract, what matters in the social contract for Rousseau in particular is that Rousseau brings the tension within what we call social contract theory to its absolute height between the, the question of established sovereignty and the events and the, the, the powers that make that, make that possible. And Rousseau very, very radically discusses the problematic of equality as found, you know, equality as founding freedom in this question of the general will, the, the, the follows through uh, courageously on the paradoxes of, uh, of, of this will, but at the same time, hasn't been able to separate, despite his Rousseau's uh, clear hostility to, to, to civilization and a, a number of texts, and to his uh, explicit express um, uh, um, I guess, attacks on the, the emptiness of laws, he still can't fully separate his position from the state. And this is exactly as what Badju says, well, we can, we ourselves can do that today. Today, as one commentator has put it, the basis of security policy is not a social contract, but rather a security pact between state and population explicitly transgresses the legally defined limits of state intervention. And as we can see in the global pandemical politics today, as, as Mark Kelly puts it in a blog post for the Melbourne School of Society, uh, Melbourne School of Continental Philosophy, plague proportions, what a mouthful, there's a rift between biopolitics today, that is the biosecurity of vast populations and economics, the necessity to keep capital circulating freely in a new dialectic between nature and freedom nature now understood as a kind of epidemiological control and freedom as free enterprise, free capitalist exchange unconstrained by biological necessities, and both of these on an irreducibly global scale. I'd note that in itself, this would make any social contract uh, impossible in any, of the, uh, in any of the modern senses. Biosecurity concerns precisely foreclose any consent or contracting through words, though we can discuss this as well, as they concern transactions at a kind of uh, uh, victorial molecular level. And the precondition for this is uh, precisely the technical domination of informatics, such that the level of information, there's no longer any real difference between bodies and languages. For Badju, this dialectic between, I guess, the, the, the global, global economy of, of the free market and um, unconstrained, I guess, unconstrained uh, capital and the epidemiological control of, of, of what's left of traditional nation states. This dialectic is, in fact, internal to his theory of the state as such. Such a state, as Badju theorises, then can't be reduced to the nation state, the sorts of sovereignty familiar from the social contract theorists, or even the, the sorts of uh, uh, theories of sovereignty uh, criticised by someone like uh, Michel Foucault. Rather, it's a, a state of, of knowledge power representations, uh, massively in excess of any particular situation and itself unconcerned with any apparent inconsistencies. It's, it's fundamental operations just to re-represent everything that is represented again and again and again, literally infinitely. 
As such, the state is, is in, in Badiou's account, is pure privatization according to the particularization of predicates. Any unary trace, essentially, they're bundling and rebundling. And its operation is this of, of the doubling down at the one, of the one. Nothing that is not one can be counted except as the one that it is not. And I think the appropriate image of the, the contemporary state, as Badiou is, is theorizing, it would be something like the AI database rather than the, 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 the modern bureau, an accelerated and human repetition of what already exists unto absolute inequality. And so in a, this is part of his uh, uh, reformalizing, reformalization of the state. We can speak about that if, if you like. But but uh, what it concerns is, is, as you could almost, uh, you could probably almost hear, is uh, itself a radicalization of, of, of that Rousseauistic, Rousseauistic uh, dismay and despair at the state of, um, at the state of civilization. Paris is a Paris is an empty shell. In fact, wherever you look, all of these different states and policies around the world are no longer connected in any way with, uh, with, uh, with uh, general will, and indeed have fallen into a, in, into. A, uh, into yeah, dissuitude. On the other hand, there's the question of what Badger calls the activity of a political truth. <coughs> Excuse me. Precisely his reconceptualization of the Rousseauian will begins in an anomalous locality, is undecidable and discernible, continues according to its own singular proceedings, is self-sustaining and is essentially equalizing. Moreover, it no longer aims at the takeover of the state or a recrudescence of power, although eventually, too, in Badju, um, uh, the state itself will have to, to to come to pick up the 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 the, the new the, the the new discoveries that this political process has made. But to conclude and to to come back to the, I guess, just the the, the uh, minimal central thesis of this this presentation. The social contract is a moment of formalization of politics at the point where the difference between politics as a process of militant change and as a theory of state is emerging, but without being able to be fully identified or these two aspects being fully separated. In, in this sense, Badju divides the false one into a real two. Today, however, at least from Badju's point of view, we can fully formalize this difference as the event truth process on the one hand and the state on the other, even if, as I said, finally, the state will reuptake all the elements of truth that the former produces. And a quote from uh, Imminence of Truths is his most recent text, which I think is about to appear in English. Uh, it was originally slated for this year, but I, I think it's been somewhat delayed due to COVID. But this is the quote, in this sense, the precarious work whose future is the archive, is coupled to the state, if we agree to say that a state is in fact a concentration of the state of oppression at a given moment. But the precarious work is not the state. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you very much indeed, uh, Justin, for such a rich um, presentation that could take us in, in any number of different directions, uh, and I'm sure will uh, in the uh, the time that we've got for discussion now. Uh, Peter has put a uh, question uh, in the chat. And can I invite anyone who'd like to ask a question or make a comment? Because there are so many of us and I, I probably won't see you. Just put a note in the chat and I will call on people uh, in the order that, that those questions come in. Uh, so, Peter, could I invite you please to uh, 
turn on your microphone and ask your question. Thank you. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, I just uh, I wondered if Justin could expand on this this concept of the uh, the spirit of the laws for Rousseau and uh, what this meant for Rousseau. If there were any, uh, this was his concept or someone else's concept. Yeah. Um, I'm. Thank you, Peter. It's a it's a it's a really good question. Unfortunately, I, I was using it rather I was using it rather loosely, but for Rousseau himself. It's very, it's very, it's very crucial that, uh, for instance, of course, you can find uh, antecedents to, to to the idea of the distinction between the, the 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 letter of the law and the spirit of the law, which obviously has a, 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 a like a in this case a, a Pauline prover, a, a provenance, but it's not it's not a, at all a, a, a theological references that that he seems to be. Uh, enamoured by in this case. In fact, it's it's even though he's uh, you know the the, the Savoyard uh, vicar and so on. It's the it really is a kind of it really is a, a kind of strange relationship uh, praise of uh, a kind of a kind of a praise of a of a pra praise of a kind of atheistic god. Although I say that a bit, I say that with a lot of reservations and not very. Uh, um, not very confidently, but the key thing is that yes, there is a, a, a well-developed distinction between the spirit of the and the letter of the law. It's not quite what Rousseau means by this. What he means to say is that there are laws that the the, the citizen subjects follow, which have been which are given to them by themselves insofar as they have participated in the general will and they are continuing to bear that general will forward. However, it's precisely unrepresentable according to the laws of uh, the laws of the state, which he thinks are precisely uh, vitiations and, and kind of empty shells, which have lost actually the touch, uh, any touch with uh, with this with this uh, 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 general will itself. And so that's the whether or not there's an a, a proper antecedence to that the particular way that, that that Rousseau is making that distinction. I'm not sure. I think Rousseau is probably, probably a, a decisive moment in a in a at least in a in a in a transformation of that, uh, of of that relationship. Because it, it for me, it, it no longer though. There's obviously people here who know a lot more about this than 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 I do. I don't see that as a, as a particularly uh, Christian distinction anymore. It's a it's it's a new kind of a, a new kind of thing. I think. Well, thank you. Adam, could I invite you to ask your question, please? Yeah, thanks, Chris. Uh, Justin, I find you a little bit pessimistic on the question of the recuperation um, by the state of any possible sort of truth procedure. Um, the, I guess in the political sense, the idea of it ultimately is that if it is able to continue and to proceed and to, you know, Act and formalise in the way it does within any within the given situation. There is the possibility of building an entirely new collective which organises itself on the basis of that equality inscribed in the event and so on. You know, you know, you know the idea here. 
I mean, maybe you were just like like cutting to the end sort of thing, but the idea that it just returns to the state, you know, suggested in the way that you presented it that whatever state there was in the original sense will just eventually collect all that back up and will carry on as normal, you know, like yes. in the sense where it doesn't matter if the revolution happened, it would have gone that way anyway, that sort of formulation that you might yeah. see in a rent or something. Yeah. So yeah. just if you want to speak more a little bit about that and maybe, I mean, I, I can't remember how this works in Rousseau or if he goes that far, but if there's a, you know, if he has some uh, particular outcome you know, which is other that remains other than the state in that sense. Yes. That's a look. That's a, a absolutely, absolutely crucial. I, and like, I, I think that the the slightly pessimistic inflection that you uh, discern me as having put upon this itself is a question of of having read it uh, or like having to reread a lot of Rousseau recently, and which is the most amazing experience, I have to say. But the the pessimism it. it He's both unbelievably pessimistic and paranoid and unbelievably uh, radical and not at all melancholic at the same time. And I guess the, 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 uh, the, the tenor of my discourse tonight comes from uh, trying to say, well, does Badju speak about the social contract? And if he does, well, he definitely speaks about Rousseau. What is it about Rousseau that's crucial? And he wants to say the things that I've said it's not that the, that everything will end up, you know, it's not that everything exists, uh, the, the universe exists to end up in a book, as Malame says, or every truth ends, uh, 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 exists to end up in the state. That's not at all the case. That's the uh, a kind of exactly what I would say, something like uh, the, the reactionary model of Edmund Burke saying, give me the rights of an Englishman. Rousseau's problem is a different one. It's he needs to continue the general will forward, and that's absolutely key. However, he also recognises that he doesn't have a good, that, that there's some problem for him in thinking how that general will, in the terms of his own theory, how that general will can, can be pushed forwards to come back to Peter's question before, because the, the laws that states actually give are not actually the laws that, the, 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 that are connected to the general will. They're the shell of the laws of the of the of the will right or their parodies or, or representatives thereof and so rousseau doesn't have the the conceptual tools for making that disintrication the point for Badju, however is actually from the point of view of the present we can disintrogate them theoretically and give a formal de distinction which shows that yeah even if everything the state will always come chasing no matter what whatever is produced but the political but the political process itself has nothing to do with the state it doesn't aim at the state it's self-supporting it can always be continued the state it's not a, it's no longer a takeover of the state for instance and it's no longer the form of a social contract as such in the in the in a in a traditional sense although maybe in a, a new badjuian sense uh, because this this remains forever, uh, it will remain uh, entirely unrepresentable uh, in, in in its essence. Does that make sense to, to you? Yep. Thanks, man. Good. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Uh, Valerie, please. Thank you, Justin. Uh, I uh, I think I have a question. Um, hello. Um, I really love the tension in Rousseau between this um, longing for a natural state 
you know this nostalgia for for for, for being pure um and the you know the state essentially and I, and I love this tension i think spiritually this tension is really important for everyone yeah um would you say that uh in, in Badu, again i'm i'm not particularly familiar but would you say that in Badu, there's a analogous tension as well between the event and the state that's the question i think that i try to form but something interesting i wanted to say because probably you don't know how event what how event is said in russian and i think it makes to me at least um, much more sense in terms of meaning semantics <clears throat> and things like that so in english event for me you know i don't know what it really means event is event yeah in russian yeah. event is and heideggerians would love it it's called uh sabitia. and sabitia, if i were to translate it into english means with being and with being, I would say, is a state of nature. Mm. All right, that's a very, that, that all makes like a, a, a lot of sense. And that's an amazing sort of, um, I like the idea of with being, like as a, as a in, in Baju, there isn't the nostalgia that we, we see that spiritual, that, I mean, in, 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 in Rousseau, there's no question. There's a, you know, the, the distinction between the, uh, Amour de soi and amour propre, the state of uh, the state of nature, and then states of, uh, of 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 contract. You know, everything's a failure, and there's a nostalgic longing in, in in Rousseau. But he's also incredibly radical with it, as a, as I've been trying to suggest to, as well. In which in which it's not maybe just the state of nature, nor the 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 contract as as such, the constituted policy, but there's something that Rousseau's aiming at that is neither one nor the other. And that's the, that's what Rousseau calls general will, in which Badju tries to reconceive from his own point of view as a van. But it, it's no longer natural uh, and it's no it's certainly not yet cultural or it's other than the, the cultures in which it's it's constituted. As an event, it's always already vanished. So it is already a has been but the point about an event is that it exposes something. And I think this is true uh, for Rousseau, even though I'm looking at it through very, very Badgerian, uh, um, uh, 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 from a very Badgerian perspective, it exposes something that sh that's empty in this situation that you're in and exposes a whole other possibility for living that, that if you say, if that really did happen, if that's really true, if that really did happen, well then, none of the things that I see around me can be connected in the way that they that they are, because what I see around me is injustice and betrayal, and I know that that's all false. Now that is a very Rousseauistic position too, as you can see, uh, not just in his, his you know, uh, not just in his clear theoretical works like Discourse on Inequality or on Discourse on the. Uh, 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 sciences and arts, or the social contract itself, but obviously you can see in Emile and um, and uh, and the and and his other and his other writings, whether the Confessions or or, or you know um, the the solitary walk, worker Walker, there's that tension between it's not just nature, but it's not just culture. Something else is possible, and you go forward from it. You don't go backwards from it. It's not just even though the event is the it was the was been like it was it's the was being par excellence it's not it itself is a rupture with the state of nature and with the state of culture and we have to go forward to refine 
but but you're still connected to the was been that was never a real past. It's an event. Um, you still you still have to go forward without sort of guarantees, but with the guarantee that you know if you keep asking this question, staying faithful to this, something absolutely new and singular will emerge in the situation, which is not false and not a betrayal and not simply the shell of laws. And I think you know Rousseau's confessions are really amazing like this because yeah they they you know. He, as he says, there's nothing, nothing on earth like nothing. There's been nothing like me on the history of the earth. I feel certain about it. I'm going to describe this for you, but it has this strange paradoxical constitution. I hope that answers something about what you were asking. It does. It does, Justin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Valerie. Thank you, Thank you, Valerie. Uh, Knox, please. All right. Hi. Thanks, Justin. That was fantastic. It's great to see you again, to hear you again. Everything. Well, wonderful. Great to see you, Knox. <laughs> wonderful. So I know this is like, I'm sure this is like reductive and misses a lot, but like the way I always think about the difference between the Lockean social contract and the Rousseau and social contract is that for Locke, politics just basically supervenes on civil society. So whatever conflicts in civil society just play out in public law, which is why factions just get the laws they want. And if you're powerful, the law serves you, which is why we live in a Lockean world today. And so then the way I think of Rousseau by contrast is that there's a sort of similar emergence story, but then it's not that politics like exacerbates social conflict or the conflicts of civil society, but it's rather a kind of shelter from those conflicts. And that's like the role of the general will to kind of, you know, free you, protect you from yourself, protect you from factions, that it's irreducible to any particularity and aggregation or anything like that. And so all these things that bother people about Rousseau, about being forced to be free or totalitarian, all this stuff, like the other way to read it is no, in this political space where you can actually be free, you are free from the conflicts that Hobbes would call natural social conflating those or whatever. So my question is about what the kind of correlate for that concept of the general will or politics as a space of kind of shelter would be in Badiou, because it sounds like with Badiou, when he says we're going to get rid of the state or we, we're going to do what Rousseau can't, there's a kind of idea that those conflicts, those factions that keep coming back in Rousseau, as you identified, might go away. Um, so that's, that's, yeah, that's the question. And then I have other worries about like, yeah, the cultivation of virtue and, and yeah. Montesquieu had a similar worry. And, um, I think spirit of the law is there is also an intertext for this. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But the, the main question is yeah. You about, yeah. What, what about that protective space that we, cause I'm afraid with that you, we would lose that. Yeah. I, look, I, I think, I think the, the account you've given of Rousseau is actually quite makes, his his sense of of liberty quite a, quite negative liberty in a way you're making it a this is a freedom from faction as opposed to a, a, a positivity and I think it is it isn't just a, a freedom from it's, it's most definitely not a just a negative freedom in, in Rousseau but it's a positivity that's so odd and singular that yes there's no question Montesquieu is uh, in terms of the spirit of the laws and that was in fact the reason I used the phrase but I don't think it's quite it's an intertext, but what Rousseau is doing is something quite, quite singular and, and odd. It's, it's not just a refuge, refuse from faction. The, the, the point about being forced to, to be free is simply that, well, you know, you haven't participated in the general will. You have, you know, you've, by actually participating in being factionalizing, you're, you're actually sheltering yourself from freedom is actually the, a kind of inversion. Like, 
what what what, what Rousseau's objection to faction is is you you know you, uh, I, I can't remember this the, the exact phrase, but it's a really fantastic one of Rousseau's where he says you know the individual is literally um, you're running from what you know is you see the good and you're running from it as an individual, and that's uh, and that's exactly what he has against faction. Like it's a it's a it's an it's an, and to come back to Valerie's question in a way, I mean there's a very spiritualist you could do this in more or less spiritual or uh, uh, ethereal ways, or you could do it in a kind of, you know, hard-nosed pragmatic way. But but in no cases is, I think, the general will a shelter, the, uh, a, a shelter from faction. Faction is a shelter from the, from the general will, right? For, and and that's, the, that's one of the, the, the great inversions that Rousseau, uh, Rousseau makes, but then has the problem of he can't account for that, except in the very terms of faction that he himself has been trying to, you know, to, to dismiss. And so there's a, there, there's a symptom or a, or a collapse in, in the social contract in particular uh, uh, around that um, uh, yeah, around that question. Does that does that respond? Yeah. Yeah, that, that speaks to it. Chris, can I say one more thing? Just back to... Yeah, um, please. Go for yeah. it, Max. Go for yeah. it. So that makes sense to me, Justin. I really like that that torsion or that move. I think that, yeah, in, in Rousseau's understanding of our psychology that, that or our, our personhood or whatever, that we run to faction because we are, we are fearful of being who we could actually be with yeah, our... Well, this is the Amal Prop. In the end, Absolutely. you just end up in a, in a kind of a abyssal hall of, of disaster, right? Right, like the. I agree, but so I agree with that reading. But I guess my worry was that if 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 there, Badiou seems to be taking the line that the bad part of Rousseau is the proto-totalitarian state part of Rousseau, but I'm like maybe that's the good part. And I'm thinking yeah. of like what Hannah Arendt didn't like about Rousseau is yeah. then why she said these like abysmal things about American politics in the '60s. Like she didn't understand that concept of Rousseau that in this space. I, yeah. I take your point about the negative freedom and the way I said it, but that, yeah, it is only in this space that you can be free via yeah. the general will. Yeah. And then it speaks also to what Karen Green is asking in the chat, but we'll get to that later on. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Justin, that, that's okay. what my concern was. Yeah. Okay. But that, that, that totally makes sense. I, see, I, I think, I think that, you know, the problem is uh, not the problem, but when you do make that, if you do as bad you as attempted to do separate those elements in, um, in, in Rousseau, which he himself was incapable of separating, then the state that you're talking about looks very, very different as a result, as I also tried to indicate. And so, you know, for Badger, in a way, the state is always totalitarian, no matter no matter what a friendly, smiling face it might have on it, right? Like, but, and it's not the state that, you know, you know the, but the state will always be that. He even likes to quote Nisha on this, right? You know, you know, either either state and the people says this this coldest of cold monsters, but it lies, right? The coldest of cold monsters. That's the that's the image of the state. The friendly, happy, liberal, you know, Hannah Arendtian state for him. Come on, it's just like it's a it's a it's a colder as cold a monster as Stalin. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> Brian, please. Thank you. Thank you very much for this. Oh, and thank you. Thank you for Chris. This is the best dating agency like <laughs> I've been to ever. Appallingly yeah. like, attractive people on this. <laughs> incredible. And their hair. Go on. Sorry, oh, Dan. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I, <clears throat> my question, I, I hope, won't sound um, uh, horribly vague and abstract to you, but one of the things I was trying to, to do when listening to the, the talk is I 
uh, was paying attention to some of the figures of paradox that you evoked. And there's something that you got to that that strikes me as really crucial. And I'd like you to say more about it if you can. It has to do with the temporal anomalies that the general will is involved in and that you and that you discuss very eloquently. So specifically, what I'm thinking is if I used a banal set of terms like the constituted and the constituting applying to something like power, you could one way one could see the problem of the general will is about how you preserve a vestige of that constituting power to sound like negative for it not to sort of dissolve into the constituted, which would be the the Burkean and, and reactionary line that you do. And I think in, in the back of my mind, I'm also thinking about Badiou's uh, concerns through Maoism of not having uh, identifying the political subject with a sort of pre-existing substance, like hence it being generic and so forth. And it seems to me that the part of your argument, a really crucial a part of it, perhaps what Knox is calling the, the torsion in it, is that the general world seems to be at the same time from your presentation, a figure by which the uh, constituting survives into the constituted as more than just this Malaman Bastide firework. Um, but that Rousseau is also aware of a, a kind of potential degeneracy, like of any, the corruptibility of anything so constituted. And is not glib about the idea of this this kind of, oh, well, you can just uh, call the people back on the scene because the people doesn't don't exist until they're constituted as the general will because that would give you faction and so forth. And it seems to me that you, I'm going to say something wanky about it being a topological thing, but, but that seems to me at the heart of your talk and the problem of sort of nominating something that is one, at once constitutive and constituting but can't be ever substantialized yes. um, and is also inexistent and that yes. must be preserved. But is a vanishing mediator but can't vanish all these i just yeah if you could say more about that that would be awesome thank you well look i think you put that much better than i did and so all of your perplexities that was exactly right that that's the problem is it's exactly right is that in order to in order to fulfill all of these functions and as i said even though like i know i know we know that badju is exceedingly you know loves a loves a loves a top of a, a mathematical uh figure loves a uh, loves uh, a kind of Malamean paradox as well but he it, it is kind of uh, salutary to reread Rousseau and see that these these paradoxes are actually there and in the uh, absolutely incredible you know like written in the most incredible way I'm really I'm, I'm I'm sorry to say I'm falling in love with Rousseau all over again as a as a result a result of this uh, and you know Rousseau knows very well look the state of nature is gone, right? Does he even believe in it? Does he even believe in God? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Sort of he does, and sort of sometimes he he says the opposite, right? He's he's quite as as you know one comment, uh, you know, as many commentators have pointed out, he's in constant constant dialectical and constant dialectic with himself. Literally, he is a he is a genuinely sort of he is he is that figure of of both the 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 you know the the proposition and its negation, right? But with with the social contract, he really does recognise something that, look, how does it come? He says at the very beginning, how does this change come about? I do not know, right? And that phrase, I do not know, 
looks like uh, just like, well, I won't talk about that because I don't know, but I'll talk about something else. But you can also take it if you if you read through the social contractors, I do not know because it is impossible to know about this character. Why is it impossible to know? Because every constituted knowledge that you would want to would try and place this wheel on this side, on that side, on this, but it is not. It has to be equal, otherwise that we can't consider that any proper foundation has happened at all. We've either, we've, we've just got the, the state of continuation of, of a collection of loose individuals. And yet we look around and though we see these empty shells, which are full of factions and, and gossip, something must have happened to constitute. And we, we know from the, you know, from, from the Bible or from Lycurgus, you know, the founder, the, the, Spa, the great Spartan founder, or the, 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 some of the, 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 the great figures of Rome, which is one of the, one of uh, Rousseau's obvious uh, uh, sort of, um, I guess, paragons of, paragons of virtue, is that something must have happened. And something has definitely, there are two heterogeneous states. Now, whether we would call one nature and another culture, or we call them this culture one and culture two, it doesn't matter. Really for Rousseau and the social contract, it's a, really, how do we talk about that thing that's neither that nor that? Well, insofar as it's a binding of all and not just an expression of force, man is born free and everywhere he's in chains, of course, like, and then we can, you know, well, well, it can't be reduced to this, it can't be reduced to that. How do we think about it? It must be an absolute equality that is presumed everywhere but found nowhere, right? So man is born free is not even a state of nature that there. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a conceptual it's a conceptual figure. We can't know it because in order to know it, we'd have to give it in terms that are already established, which are taxonomical, but precisely must betray it because they already come from the constituted side. But do we have to say nothing about it? No, we can say that it has to have, not, neg not in the sense of negative freedom, but in the sense of we can determine it negatively to find its absolute essential, you know, unalienable essence. It must be, a, it must have been an act of equality in which all were, all were bound together in a single, single moment. Even though we can't point to it or, or really att everything attests to it, even though everything also attests to its betrayal. That's the, that's, so that will must have happened, but in order for it to, to be, you still have to have a figure. You can't because the, the, you can't be bound together unless there's also a declaration of that being bound. And that's the, the nomination that the legislator, who must be both part of the event and separable from it, because, and so is both a singular and a universal figure simultaneously, who names that, names that. So we have the general will, paradoxical, legislator, paradoxical, attached to it, and then the constituted citizen subjects who are all both participate in that general will and continue by giving themselves laws equally and freely all the way down the line. However, as, they, uh, as they're doing that, actually the figure, the, the, the sort of shell states grow up around them, constantly threatening to occlude, betray, and turn, turn this, this, this essence into a simulacrum. Anyway, this is a completely crazy answer to your question, but that's the best I can do about how I see uh, Rousseau, Rousseau's situation and why and how he frames this very, very uh, paradoxical figure of, of what becomes active politics in in, in, in that year. Magnificent. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you. Could I call on Karen, please?
So sorry, after all of that, I feel very Prozac. Uh, but uh, my question had to do with, you know, the very idea of there being such a thing as a general will. How does it, I mean, is it just, isn't, at some point you said, uh, you know, it's the good. And I just don't know, I suppose my Prozac question is, could you even have this kind of idea of there being something like a general will without having the idea of the good God in the background. After all, there is this beginning, you know, uh, God makes everything good, man corrupts it, uh, this, that element, uh, yeah, the good yeah. nature against the corrupt society. Yeah, um, yeah. And can one think that unless one has God in the background? Um, but also, God, I mean, you know, Rousseau, <laughs> As Mary Astell said, you know, way before Rousseau, before men were born free, how is it that women, all women are born in chains? Yeah. <sighs> That's absolutely. Well, first of all, yes, absolutely. I don't see that, that, that God has really anything to do with it except, necessarily has anything to do with it except as a name. I mean, uh, as I said before, Rousseau, as you, you read Rousseau, He's constantly uh, at odds with himself, like, you know, well, you know, Jean-Jacques, you know, Rousseau, Rousseau versus Jean-Jacques, for instance, he's, he puts himself at odds, he states himself as being at odds with himself, and he's constantly uh, mutating his position. It's certainly true that, uh, you know, every, he, he loves, he loves, uh, he loves uh, um Baiting the the philosophes and particularly Voltaire, and it comes to a head. Indeed, well, yeah, well, indeed, like indeed. Oh, isn't that shocking? Monarchy, women have power in it. Yes. Well, this is this is this is the biggest. This this is exactly right. Yes, absolutely, because because in the end, yes, he is a, 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 a misogynist in exactly the ways that you say. I mean, this is why I mentioned uh, Janice's work uh, at the beer towards the beginning of the, this talk, because one of the things about social contract theorists is not a single one. I mean, even Hobbes, does he ever talk about women once? No, yeah, he talks, you read Catherine talks about mothers. I mean, let's read yeah. a proper, decent so, social contract theorist who is a woman and yes. get away from these crazy okay. man who well, you were saying is nothing but paradox and from paradox anything follows so why bother okay well one from paradox not anything follows except unless you have a, a, a very <laughs> a class so that's that that's not true secondly the 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 the, the point about bad Jews relation to to rousseau is to say no there is a thought here that is not that doesn't actually bear on God. It doesn't bear on sexuation. It also bears on actually the absolute equality, which uh, of all wills, which means actually men, women, children. At some point, this binding has to be not asexuated, but it has to. Uh, sexual difference has to be downstream of it too, and so so to speak. And so there's a number of different ways in which one can reconfigure Rousseau. If we we think of La Nouvelle Eloise, for instance, in fact, he's not ignoring women, and though he has very many express misogynistic positions too. That's that, that, there's no question. He also has a whole series of positions in which in which Julie is the uh, sorry is the is in fact the the gives the gives the law to everyone is the philosopher queen uh, of uh, yeah the philosopher queen of the situation and so even in, in Rousseau it's it's not it's it's definitely not that simple he definitely doesn't require uh, God in any uh, uh, 
receive sense or a familiar sense, although he's, he's definitely, I, I, did, I don't think he's an atheist as I, I miss, uh, as I misspoke before, but his God is definitely not a God of um, a, a bearded guy in the sky, let's, let's say, and, and definitely uh, not without revolutionary, uh, whatever his God is, has a genuinely revolutionary uh, flavor, which is picked up by, uh, by, by many, many people, uh, including, yeah, um, including some of the French Revolution. Well, thank you. Uh, Ali has just snuck in with a question. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks, Justin. Really, really great talk. Um, how are you? Look, look, I'm just wondering about this, this, this metaphor of the state being a shell of, um, of, you know, the spirit of law, or the spirit of, you know, the, the, the general will. I mean, the state we have today is not even the empty shell. It is the, this is the broken plastic bag in which the box come, in which we have the empty shell. I mean, it is utterly, um, it's utterly empty and, and rubbish. As, as such, I'm wondering if um, in your Bajuan reading of, of Oso, we say something like the social contract cabinet seen as an operator of fidelity, although here specifically in the state before it becomes a particularly, um, becomes particularly oppressive along the Jews' lines. So let's say there's a democratic moment, say that that intense optimism of France in like 1793 before, before, the, before everything goes, uh, goes bad. Um, so I guess my question is, can there now be a contract anymore between people and the society, which, which obviously the word contract is a legal term, right? It's not yeah. a, it's not as properly spiritual uh, ontological terms. Valerie was perhaps suggesting, although obviously could be seen in such a way. Do we do we still have any obligations towards a state when the state has obviously no obligations towards us? Is this why, um, in part, we are seeing something as banal as asking people to just get vaccinated is seeming utterly impossible? Well, I, I think you know. I, I, <laughs> We could also talk about some 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 sub, substance to this, but for for Badger, I think that the essence of the operation of the state is is a is a knowledge power operation which ties which ties predicates to bodies and then just keeps just keeps recounting them. Like one, this goes with this, this goes with every permutation, every combination starts to be just represented and re-represented, and then we end up with you know, both the truth and the falsity and both of them, all of it's there. We have, and so simultaneously, I think this is why I wanted to to, to invoke uh, Mark Kelly's position about the, the apparent tension between uh, free-floating global libertarian capitalism, you know, as, as we see perhaps in New South Wales today with uh, with billionaires advising advising government directly and like let it rip or between a dictator Dan as we we like to say who obviously has a biopolitical model and a, and, a, a, and and one which which has some uh, real concern for the for for the biomedical security of the of the population on the territory right now the point for Badju is both of these are still forms of the state the state is a much more both basic fundamental structuring principle that structures apparent antitheses you know uh, a, a paradox is no objection to it contradiction is no objection to it it's just a machine that keeps on counting and counting and counting indefinitely and infinitely and in response to whatever problem that it has it just re it sort of doubles down with the same sets of operations which are those of discernment and classification above all and now you know sort of supercharged by by by, by data basis 
But the 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 point for Badger is that's not a you know. Do you think that you are going to address this state in one way or another? Like, how do you think you are going to change the opera? How any of us will? Is there going to be what sort of uh, a general will would there be? Well, the general will that 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 would would be that that for Badger is actually at the the centre of, of of Rousseau, which and which contradicts a number of Rousseau contradicts himself in in, in many ways, um, as I've said before. But the the absolute essence of it is. Are human? Are all human beings equal or not? It's a. It's not a. It's not a. a gal, it's not egality, liberty, fraternity anymore. It's egality must be considered at the centre of it. Do we have some principles that are of absolute equality for everyone? And that's why Badju speaks about a kind of elementary communism. Well, they're the sorts of. If we do indeed believe that's to be the case, then we have to ask: What do we all have to do in order for that to in order for that to be implemented? It's not that the, we don't address the state and say, look, we've got a list of demands. We rather have a process to undergo, which is if people are indeed equal, like how do, how do we how do we how do we enact that? Literally enact that, and that's why always thinking that lists of demands or petitions to the state essentially are simply part of the uh, uh, you know uh, uh, almost almost now going to. Yeah, absolutely nugatory and part of the part of the situation, and so that's part of the problem for for Badju with respect to Rousseau, and yet part of the greatness of Rousseau is actually there's an unrepresentability about this, but nonetheless there's an actuality to it as we as we can attest in um in 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 procedures that we find in all sorts of odd places like and and unexpected places where a real politics is going going on. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I, I see that we've got just about five minutes left. I wonder if I could um, prevail upon you just in one final question. I'm, I'm sorry that we've been working you so hard and you, you certainly deserve a break, but I, I just had a couple of things that I wanted to put before you. You, you may only want to take one of these, so, so do feel free to pick and choose. The, the first one was in what you said in relation to Moses as an image of the operator between diverse states of slavery and freedom. Um, and my sort of somewhat prosaic question, I guess, is does does every social contract need its Moses as an individual? And then what's the relationship between this, yeah. this Moses type figure and the legislator? Because it, it seemed at one point as though you might have been um, saying that they were equivalent. But uh, as I understand it, wouldn't the legislator need to be brought into being by the contract? So, so what's the relationship between Moses and the legislator? And then the, the second question that I had was how... so. The, the, the way in which you've been talking about the social contracts and the way in which um, Badiou talks about the social contract and Jean-Luc Nancy and almost all uh, modern and contemporary European thinkers is that they focus on the Rousseau of le contrat social, of, of the social contract, yeah. to the detriment of the Rousseau of the second discourse, who yeah. has a very much more laborious way of relating the state of nature to the social contract in a way which makes the final contracting almost look like the the outworking, the inevitable and quite trivial outworking of a process that's been entrained for a very long time already. And my question there would be, would you just chalk that up as one of Rousseau's contradictions? And why do you think Badiou and everybody else focuses so incessantly on le contrat social and seems to forget the second discourse? 
Yeah, uh, fantastic, fantastic questions. I, I, again, I think I might have been a bit loose. I wanted to just simply, with respect to the figure of Moses, give a give a widely comprehensible and immediate image of 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 a figure who makes a transition between states, who is also integrally linked to the giving of the giving of laws. However, and so Moses would just be one figure among very many who 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 indeed of uh, of course. Um, uh, Rousseau mentions, I also mentioned Lycurgus, some of the some of the Roman um, uh, legislators and so on. But it does bring up a, a very specific question, which is that the general will is general, but each legislator is singular. And so you can't really, you can only really give, uh, I mean, in a way, you can only give instances of them. Uh, and unfortunately, I'm, I'm going to start sounding a bit Kantian, I'm afraid, soon, like an, an, an aesthetic Kantian by saying you can only give examples rather than give a, a concept that's going to carry. What you need for a legislator, you can give a few basic, basic conditions which are necessary is that they will always accompany, they will always be a, 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 they won't always do the same thing, but they will always be a figure. It doesn't have to be an individual figure. It could be a, it could be Romulus and Remus, for instance, although that's not exactly a, um, uh, the most um, uh, opportune or, or, or virtue, uh, you know, uh, virtuosic of the examples. But Romulus and Remus are clearly a, a double already, uh, uh, right? So I don't see that the legislator needs to be linked to a particular figure, but they need to perform a uh, uh, they know it needs to perform a particular function. However, the uh, uh, conditions one needs to can give to them are quite minimal. If you want more than that, then you're just going to have to start pointing. Well, here's one, and here's another great figure, and here's another great. Figure. And here's a, and you know here's Confucius and here's the Buddha and here's you know you can do you could do something like that but that would also perhaps mean that there's a, there's a a certain variegation starts to enter the concept which then uh, vitiates its 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 consistency and that would be another uh, another question there um. Uh, the, se the, the second point you raise is it's not just one of, uh, of Rousseau's inconsistencies, but one of the things about the social contract is, is that it's clearly it, it's so reductive that makes it so appealing, right? It's so influential. Everyone, everyone carried that book around over there in their in their in their breast pocket. It's you know it's it's a absolutely the critical text. It's slim. It's easy to read. It um and and it seems to have a certain clarity, that a clarity of formalization. Whereas the you know the 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 elaborate procedure that that Rousseau talks about about the general when he's talking about the the, the incredible you know it's almost proto-Hegelian if you want to think about the, the the kind of phenomenology of spirit and the the I feel that there's something you know but it's also it's also um, I would have to talk about this at, a, at another time and with much more detail. Um, but very simply, I, th I think that it's still for someone like uh, uh, Nancy or Badiou or all, all, all the other, I guess, uh, intellect uh, French French thinkers you're speaking about. Um, even even all of this elaborate the elaborate procedures of uh, laborious you called them of the, of that working out in the end in the social contract a certain essence of the problem of transition is 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 figured that that sort of circumvents the actual historical work and brings it back to a kind of conceptual structure. So that's my very simple answer to you. One is a kind of history. One's a drama of the concept, and the other one's that the, the, gives a much much more structural, minimal minimalist account of the of the paradoxes of the concept. 
Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for that particular answer. Thank you so much for being so so generous with all your answers. And particularly thank you as well for engaging so thoughtfully with the previous papers in the series. I, I really did appreciate the, the way that you wove in your, your ideas with uh, what people have been saying before. And please, everybody, do join me in very warmly thanking uh, Justin Clements. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Chris. Uh, I, I had one question uh, in the chat. Will this recording of this be available? It will indeed. I've put the uh, link to the channel where it will be available in the chat. So if you want to um, uh, watch this back in a few days time, uh, do please keep an eye on that channel. Thank you so much, everybody, for attending. Thank you for everybody who asked questions. A really rich uh, time, giving me lots to think about. I'm sure we all have lots to think about. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Contract Research Podcast. This occasional series features seminars, conversations and interviews related to the contemporary social contract. It's hosted by the Social Contract Research Network at Monash University in Melbourne, Australia. For more information about the network and further resources on social and practical questions related to the contemporary social contract, please see the show notes or search for Monash Social Contract Research Network. <laughs>